It is uh, the D.O. Hughley Show, uh, your indictment update. Update. Happy birthday to the one and only uh, Ricky Smiley. Not only is he my radio mate, but my frat brother, too. Happy birthday to Ricky Smiley. Happy birthday to Jacob Lattimore from the Shy in uh, uh, Detroit. This kid loves playing in movies named after cities, don't he? Um, <laughs> happy birthday to Antonio Banderas. Happy birthday to Kylie Jenner. Happy birthday to Andre Drummond from the NBA. Happy birthday to June Shannon, a honey boo-boo mama. Happy birthday to Michael Bivens. Happy birthday to Aaron Hall. We talked about him a bit yesterday. Happy birthday to Patty Austin. Happy birthday to Angie Harmon. Happy birthday to John Starks. Happy birthday to Riddick Bowe. Happy birthday to John Morant. Uh, I hope Ja can come back, but the only thing Ja, this is the thing I don't understand about this this generation. The only thing Ja doesn't have to do, the only thing he has to do is he can he can have a gun, just don't have a camera around a gun. You don't have you can't have them both. If you got a gun, don't have a camera. If you got a camera, don't have a gun. I don't I don't get how that's hard. Like the 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 stipulations are so lax. I don't understand how you cannot. How could you get caught when all that we're asking you to do, to do is not have a gun on camera? And you can't do it. <laughs> Happy birthday, posthumously, to Herbert Hoover. We got a great show lined up for you. Of course, I will have a little note from the GED section on the D.L. Hughley Show. Jazz man. What, man? Can you please tell these good people what is trending? We've been talking a bit about Trump. We've also talked quite a bit about Ron DeSantis. And I'm sure you've seen the, the recent thing that he did uh, for a second time, removing a democratically elected prosecutor, basically uh -huh. because their politics, he says, they don't align with his conservative views. Now, of course, the one the woman that he the the prosecutor that he removed is a black female. <laughs> so, of course, you know, a lot of people are wanting this to be investigated because, of course, the abuse of power. However, he a lot of other people are saying this helps him a lot because of the widespread coverage that he's getting from outlets about this because, you know, he lost a lot of his money, his campaign money. And, of course, now conservatives love the fact that he's doing these types of antics. Listen, they had a, a debate and everybody made the debate. Mm -hmm. If you were at three percent, you made Tim Scott is at the debate. Oh, so God. remember when all these <laughs> people were talking about all oh, how he's making a run. I mean, it, Donald Trump got fifty seven percent. The rest got three. If all of them together put their numbers together, they still would be about fifteen points behind. Yeah, for sure. So Not he needs to do some. He, he he won't let uh, he won't uh, he won't uh, let black people learn history, but he'll t make them history. That's for sure. He'll do that. <laughs> uh, well, Will I am is opening up about his uh, femininity. Uh, he says that you know he's he's actually not ashamed about it. He was like, listen, I was raised by my mama. He was like, so the yep. way I sit, the way I act, the way I talk, all of my mannerisms, you know, came from my mama. He was like, and I'm actually proud. It's quite I consider it like a superpower. He said, but he does talk a little bit about how you know he was teased a lot when he was growing up, and also a lot of people in the very beginning of his career questioned his sexuality and thought he was gay. Right. But he said, right. I am not gay at all. As a matter of fact, I love women, and I've never been attracted to men. He's like, I'm just attracted right. to females. I'm just super feminine. And it is well, what it is. Well, I'll tell you what. He was raised in in East L.A. He was a black dude raised in East L.A., which is very, very Latin, by his mother. That that had to be a mind trip. Oh, I'm sure. So he grew up. He was a black dude who grew up around Mexicans in East L.A. by a black woman. I don't know what's going on with him now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But I know we, the funniest thing in the world. We were playing uh, at a... A corporate gig in the Bahamas, and Will was there. He was he, and Will came running up to me, and Gino 
pushed him in like he didn't know who he was. You know, pushed Gino him in. I'm like, man, you can't just be pushing people in their chest, man. You can't. No, that's Gino. And Will was and Will was like so hurt. I was like, man, come on, man. He would, you know, he didn't know what he was doing. But having <laughs> having said what he just said right now, I can understand it. Being, Gino said he was switching. I ain't know. He wasn't switching. Gino's push ain't soft. That I know. He pushed hard. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, he ain't tell. You know, for a capital, he damn sure does push hard. Um, <laughs> he does. I'm not, I'm not even trying to be funny. All right, coming up, we got a little note from the GD section. That'll be up in approximately 15 minutes. This, of course, is the D.L. Hughley Show. So I grew up in uh, on 135th and Avalon. I went to a school called Avalon Gardens. I remember any number of times I would come home to my mother, and I would tell my mother about how people were mean to me or how they talked bad to me, or they were talking about me. And my mother would invariably say, always and often, boy, they talked about Jesus. You think they ain't gonna talk about you? She would say it over and over and over again. As a matter of fact, earlier in my career, I would hear it all the time from family members about things that were said and done about me. Boy, they talked about Jesus. You think they ain't gonna talk about you? Flash to a little more than a week ago with Jamie Foxx, who had just, as I recall, Jamie Foxx, uh, is not too too long ago was being prayed by by Hollywood. He was prayed. He was being prayed for. And there were well wishers that, that were being sent out, and rightfully so. Jamie Foxx has just came back on the public scene. Uh, he was um, visibly ill and shaken, but resolute and resolved. And we rejoiced. We were glad to have Jamie Foxx back. But a little more than a week after his return, of course, he was embroiled in con- some controversy. He said, "They killed Jesus. You think they're gonna kill you? What do you think they'll do to you?" Or words to that effect. And instantly, people on the Internet assumed that that was anti-Semitic. Now, I can only assume that I, because I'd heard that my whole life, and I went to a very black neighborhood, and the they that my mother was referred to certainly weren't Jewish. They were the little black kids, black boys and girls that went to my school. They were the black people there in my sphere. So I don't know how anybody extrapolated that that they would all of a sudden be something other than Jamie's local colloquialism. That is something that is culturally, it is entwined in our communities. I, I, I would defy you to, to see very many black people who hadn't heard somebody in their life say they talked about Jesus or they did this to Jesus. What do you think they'll do to you? And that they would never had a racist or anti-Semitic tone to it. It was to Im- demonstrate to you that this person came to save the world and they crucified him. What do they think? What do you think they'll do to you? You don't, you're not nearly as noble as he was. They were trying to assign, uh, they were pu- trying to put you in your place. They were trying to reconfigure things to you. They were give you, trying to give you some perspective. They were not deriding an entire race of people. It's interesting how a man who was just uh, subject to people's prayers and well wishes would all of a sudden be vilified for saying something he did not say. I defy you to find black people all across this country who didn't share the same sentiment, who didn't say the same things. And those people aren't racist or anti-Semitic. Our mothers, fathers, friends, family said it all the time. They talked about Jesus. Do you think they ain't going to talk about you? That, that they was never anybody other than the people in your immediate surroundings. I would imagine that a man who had just came back from the brink of death might have learned something about somebody in his sphere. Might have learned somebody about the people around him. And it might have disappointed him. And he might have been spilling his words out into the public space. But I guarantee you it did not have the bent that society ascribed it to. That is something that I've heard my whole life. And I would venture to say many people did. And it certainly did not have what social media played it out to be. That they was never anybody other than the people in your immediate surrounding. A man fresh from people's werewishers didn't even get grace. 
a man who we were praying for minutes ago, didn't even get the benefit of the doubt. All of a sudden, he's an anti-Semite and a racist when he clearly was talking about an experience that was internal that was about his fear. So you go from praying to, for somebody to praying on them. That a man who came back from the brink of death doesn't judge your grace, your grace or consideration. What he was saying, what, what is, has been said in our communities for decades, it did not have a racist or anti-Semitic bent. And it's a shame that somebody who we were praying for so, uh, so, so uh, stridently earlier didn't even get the benefit of the doubt when he says something. You didn't even ask him what he meant. You didn't even ask for context. You ascribe something to him. Now, all of a sudden, he's something he never was because he was saying something he'd heard his entire life. You were praying for him before, and now he's not even good enough for grace. But I would have said, if I were Jamie, I'd have said, forgive me. It must have been my clone. That's a little note from the GED section. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. She's jazz. She's smart. It's the Jazzy Report on the D.L. Hughley Show. The Supreme Court temporarily revived the Biden administration's regulation of ghost guns, kits that can be bought online and assembled into untraceable homemade firearms. In defending the rule, uh, the administration officials said that weapons had soared among criminals barred from buying ordinary guns. However, the challenge right. Question the administration's data and also objected to the phrase ghost guns, calling it propaganda. <laughs> when it's untraceable, what do you need an untraceable gun for? Thank you. What do you need to not? Why are white people always saying, you know, if you ain't got nothing to hide? Why, you, so if you're trying to hide a gun, what do we think that's supposed to mean? Even weapons are open carry. So everything is about open carry and being trans, you know, tra you, so you can everybody can see everything. But you being transparent, but you want to have a gun that's untraceable. What, what do you think that's for? You got a Snapchat so gun. And you want you it can't be for good. Yeah, it ain't be. It ain't for good. And if you're a criminal, the, the only reason you want to have something like that is you're, if you're not supposed to have one or you don't want somebody to know you have it when you walk into a certain place. Yeah. That's the only reason. That, if you don't want people to know you have it, we have open carry laws in half the country. You can carry in grocery stores, but you want a secret gun nobody knows about? Uh -uh. <laughs> Untraceable. No, I don't get it. All right. Um, is that it, Sanders? Uh, no, you just kept talking. I couldn't get to my second story. Well, then, you know what? Get to it then. <laughs> One in 50 people that you meet day to day have sperm on their hands. This is according to a, an experiment uh, that found about a third of people have dirty hands. Other substances detected, hair, dirt, and saliva. People are advised to wash their hands after using the toilet, taking a nap, before uh, handling raw food, before and after, as a matter of fact, obviously before and after eating, and after you blow your nose or you sneeze. It, it don't say how it got there, though, right? It, no, it does that's not, not say. Right. I, well, okay. you know, because you could touch something that someone else has touched, and now it's on your hands. Or something you touched. Yeah. yeah. That, too. Uh, little afternoon Let me. Light. I'll be right back. I don't want nobody to get, get pregnant touching my computer. I'll be right back. <laughs> hang on. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, this was very, very interesting to me. Um, there's a woman. She had nine months to live, and she asked her husband if she could sleep with her ex just one last time before she dies. Uh, what should her husband do? You know, um, that's a very interesting question, and I'll tell you what I think of that later <laughs> on. <laughs> but uh, I just, <laughs> I mean, go, you know. 
Right. I mean, you know, I mean, that's it. Not, not, you know, (laughs) one last time before she dies, what should her husband do? That's the question that we're going to pose to you. 877-242-2426. Also hit us up on Twitter at D.L. Hughley Radio or on Facebook, The D.L. Hughley Show or the website, thedlhughleyshow.com. So a woman with nine months to live asked her husband if she could sleep with her ex just one last time before she dies. What should her husband do? That is the question that we're posing to you. We're waiting for your calls. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. Chill out from the summer heat and listen to the D.L. Hughley Show. So the question we're asking a woman with only nine months to live asked her husband if she can have sex with her ex just one more time before she goes. Um, um, we're going to go to and what, what do you think the husband should do we're going to go to our social media platform what are they saying out there Jasmine Sanders so in Nashville Derek says let her do it she'll be gone soon wow that's it <laughs> thanks Derek yeah. <laughs> since you're on the way out <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, man. matter of fact spend the last nine months with him let him be nursing your yeah, ass back there. I mean, no, no, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. mm. no me and my new girlfriend will be very supportive I tell you what, you you heard me when the Porsche, the owner of Porsche, was disrespectful to his wife when she remember that yeah. we did that story. I felt a certain way about it, and I feel this way. But I do feel like, out of all the things you're going through, that's what you're concentrating on. Mm. Getting a little last minute. I mean, <laughs> on your way out, okay. It's a powerful well. drug. I'm just saying. I don't know. Right. I mean, I don't know if I want to knock somebody off. I knew that was terminally ill on purpose as a thing. That might be hard for me to perform. Thank you. Well, if he you know. loves her, though, it might be a different thing. He might be thinking. <laughs> now, I'm talking about the dude. I ain't talking about the husband. It might be hard for me. Yeah. If I'm the dude that she wants to have, let her off. And, you know, when, you, when you're terminally ill with that little time, I'd imagine there'd be some maybe, you know, effect of it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't. I don't know that that out of all the people I could be knocking off, I'd want to knock off. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Somebody I'm saying maybe has that he's time still in love with her because clearly she's okay. still in love with him. If she wants to do one oh, last time, I don't got, know if she's in oh, love oh, with him. Oh, <laughs> in love with that thing, thing or something. I yeah, don't know. I don't know if she's in love. But uh, uh, be like if Richard that's Pry- what you're thinking about. Remember Richard Price said, hey, "Death might creep off into your ass while you're doing yeah, it." Oh, yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Um, who was that? Uh, who was that? Dennis Hopper. He was dying, and his dying wish was he divorced his wife. Remember that? Yeah. Like he was on his deathbed. Do you know how trifling you got to be <laughs> when I when I spend my last breath going by? You know how trifling you got to be. <laughs> so a woman with nine months to live asked her husband if she can uh, knock off her ex one more time. What do you think he should do? Eight seven seven two four two two four two six. We got uh, more of your calls on the DL Hugo show. More fun is on the way on the D.L. Hughley Show. Uh, it is uh, the D.L. Hughley Show, your uh, indictment update. Aren't you glad you so can hear our conversation off the air? Can't you? Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. No, no, you, you're the only reason we've been around 10 years. Wait, uh, we had our 10-year anniversary and nobody we even did, said anything. We oh, it's it almost there. Like yeah, it's, we don't care. Nobody cares. Yeah. What? Well, we I care. care. I care. I do too. So happy anniversary, everybody! I didn't get anybody anything because I didn't remember. That's but why okay. We don't care. <laughs> Taylor Swift I gave, game. I gave you. A, yeah. I gave you a new studio. How about that? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not finished yet, so I would say you're giving me a new studio. Yeah. That's, That's only a couple. Of, well, put a couple cameras. There in. you go. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Um, so a woman with only nine months to live asked her husband uh, if she can knock off her ex, and <laughs> what she do is the question. I've heard of making a joyful noise, but Jesus Christ, Yikes. that's a lot right there. I mean, I mean, you know, 
that that is how a slave we are to the flesh these days, I guess, where <laughs> you want. That's what you're thinking about. Not getting your affairs in order. <laughs> Not getting Actually, right with the Lord. she is trying to get her affair yeah. in order. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. I guess. The last one. <laughs> Not uh, not getting right with the Lord, but getting right, huh? You just uh... <laughs> um. What do you think, Sanders? I mean, I, I first of all, I think it's 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 her last moments or months or whatever on the planet, so she can spend them however she wants to. Maybe she don't have no affairs to get in order, or maybe she did it already, or maybe she's like, you know what, you know, I always really loved him, but for whatever reason, we didn't make it together, or maybe we've been creeping on the side, and I want to spend my time with him rather than this guy. I don't know what it is, but I think it's her life if she wants to spend time. Now the husband doesn't have to deal. Well, with it this. ain't her life if she committed to somebody. If she's married, it's not. That's not biblical. Well, yeah, but I'm, I mean, well, first. Of all, I don't believe that. I believe individually we're still human beings, and my life is still my life, even if I were to get right. married. So, well, then I hope you on your insurance. Then, how about that? <laughs> <laughs> you know these treatments you getting to make your last nine yeah, months more right comfortable. Yeah, right. Hell yeah. I hope Maybe you got coverage. All the money. We making all right. assumptions. Maybe she makes all the yeah. money. Maybe it's her insurance. Well, she don't need to ask no questions. Just go do it. Yeah, thank you. But for go him, you know, he can either say, "Well, you know, I want to let her, you know, do whatever." she want to do in the end because she'll be gone soon and I'll be able to be by myself anyway. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's weird. I don't know if I'd want to spend my last time having sex with somebody. I might just want to, you know, I don't know, get out and travel or something. I don't know. I mean, I'm telling you, I can understand the sentiment. Like, I, if you was on a plane and it was going down, a nun would jump. Somebody F me quick. Even a nun would do that. But I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm going to pop off before I drop off. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> and drive it while it's hot, I guess. Uh, for real. Um, the question that we're asking, ladies and gentlemen, a woman with nine months to live um, says that asked her husband if she can have sex uh, with her former uh, ex. Do you? Uh, what do you think the husband should do? Is the question we're posing to you? Eight seven seven. 242-2426. We got uh, more of your calls on the D.L. Hugo Show. So the question that we're asking, ladies and gentlemen, a woman uh, that uh, is uh, has nine months to live has asked for her husband for permission to have sex with her ex. Um, what do you think the husband's response should be? Uh, Skip, what, what, what do you think? I think, hey, just let her go ahead. But, you know, I just put myself in that situation. You're going to go ahead and, matter of fact, don't come back. You spend the last nine months with him. Go on. Yeah. All you, My as, man. as you deteriorate, let him deal with it. I was yeah. there loving yeah. Okay, go on. Right. Yeah, that's what you want to do. Don't and they would call, somebody, people would say you were petty. Okay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay I'm fine with that. <laughs> said, I'll be only petty for nine months. <laughs> if <laughs> See, you don't get this, I, if you. <laughs> he going to pay for the funeral. He All that. I'm yeah. gone. Nah, mm -hmm. yeah. If you don't, if you don't get I this mean, IV pole and hospital bed out of this bedroom, I bet you better. I'm so tired of this medicine on a nightstand. You don't get your come get all herb, get it all. I've been tolerating this medicinal smell in the house the whole Come time. on now, come on now, go on with it, go on. Come on now, that's that's what you thinking about. But that cute little caretaker you got, uh, she can stay here. Right. <laughs> I thought it was horrible when the when the owner of Porsche did it. Yeah. And he was rich. Didn't I? I'm, I'm yep. on record. I, I thought yep. that was horrible. It's the reason I won't buy a Porsche you right now. You took that electric Porsche. <laughs> that electric Porsche, took, you took it off your list. So then it was on I sure list. did. Yeah. Wait, let's not. That's not me. He didn't make that one. <laughs> <laughs> that is a nice car. Huh? Just a second. Come on now. You're you going to do something. Like, but I think 
I think we've done a few of these stories, at least to my recollection, we've done a few of these stories where at the end of it, it just apparently has turned carnal. <laughs> so I just need yeah. this. I just read a story and, the other day where it was a woman whose husband was dying or uh, and she married a new guy and he moved in to help help her take care of her dying husband. Now, that's sweet. That's sweet. That's weird. Yeah. It's weird, but it's I mean, yeah. That, no, I'm, she ain't leave. No, like a, remember leave. B Smith moved in. Mm-hmm. B Smith's husband moved in the white woman. Yeah, and everybody got mad at him, and they both took care of her. Yep, yep. Boy, you couldn't tell them nothing. Boy, my sister was mad at him. B Smith, they bought all these towels and cookbooks, <laughs> and this white woman. <laughs> we interviewed him, so that was yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I wasn't mad at all. I thought it was yeah, but you you didn't you weren't out. Uh, yes, you, you well you were out. Well, that's when we used to broadcast live. You remember all the bras cutting their eyes at him? Boy. Oh yeah. <laughs> Now they definitely were were upset with the fact that I I I sided with with uh, the husband. I mean, I got it. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a it's a, a heavy load to bear. Yeah. I mean, but you said you yeah. would, and he didn't leave. No. Well, he couldn't. It was all her money. <laughs> he needed her to be gone to get the bread. That's the. It was all her money. Well, and then you <laughs> know, mean, unfortunately, B at that time was not mentally. Yeah. She didn't know what right. was going she on. Was, so, you know. yeah. hmm. Well, I tell you what. Here's the thing. I think that it says if you want to do that, take all your this hospital bed, this IV poles, that uh, live-in nurse, take them all with you. <laughs> get your medicine now. Get all that. Right, yeah, all right. That. Don't come back over here. <laughs> so, you need to be intubated. Nah, you did that already. You don't get your ass out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and you're you're no longer covered on since on the thirtieth. Yeah, so it. you better make that's plans. Hell no! Nah, if I was you, go fast. <laughs> if I was you. Have him drop you off at your dialysis treatment. I ain't doing none of it no more. So a woman with nine months to live asked her husband if she could sleep with her ex just one last time before she dies. What should her husband do? That is the question that we're posing to you. We're waiting for your calls. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. The question we're asking a man, a woman with nine months to live asked her husband if she could have one more fling with her ex. What do you think the husband should say? We are going to the phones. What do you say? Yeah, no, that's a red flag. Like, I, I don't know why why somebody would want to sleep with an ex when they're freaking married. Like, that, that's not even making no sense. Like, why would somebody even get the, enough nuts to ask somebody a question like that, that they married to? I think he ought to, le- ought to let her do it, and he should join in so he see what he's lacking that the, the ex got to have. You know, the ex got. You know, I think yeah, it ought to be a threesome. Where he can join in with with the other guy, and therefore he can see where he's lacking in that area of his life with her. That is the most horrible thing that I've heard this week. Let me just put it like that. And if she goes ahead and has it, does that, Jesus gonna let her live, <laughs> and she's gonna have to look into her husband's face for the rest of her life, which will probably be long. That she don't just have to deal with her consequences. That's the, the most disgusting and horrible thing I've ever heard this week. Think about it. the last thing she wants to do before she leaves this earth is commit adultery. That that's just like premeditated murder. So yes, it's wrong. It's wrong. I say hell. Let her do it. At least let the lady go out with a bow. If not, let her do it on her back. Well, it's almost over. You ain't gonna worry about it. Man, I think he ought to, you know what, go ahead and let her get it out of her way. It might take her out quicker if she feel like that, you know what I mean? I feel some type of way, but I, you know what, if, if that's your only wish, go ahead and live it. 
the question that we're asking, ladies and gentlemen, a woman with nine months to live um, says that asked her husband if she can have sex uh, with her former uh, uh, ex. Do you? Uh, what do you think the husband should do? Is the question we're posing to you? Eight seven seven two four two two four two six. We got uh, more of your calls on the DL Hugo show. So the question we're asking a woman uh, that was not uh, that has been given nine months to live has told her husband she wants to knock off her ex. What, ex, what do you think? His response should be, we're going to the phones. No, hell no. Uh, when did you start asking my permission? And um, were you trying to clear your conscience before you go? You know, I can take you out with a bang. So it must be on her conscience that, that she's been doing it. I think he should go ahead and let her sleep with her ex and then let the ex be by her side when her behind dies. That is absolutely disrespectful and ridiculous. Hey, to me, it, it, it's, it's going to depend on how large is the... Uh, the uh, the insurance policy is because if it's um if the insurance policy is a million plus and grant her her wish you know because um you know you can go ahead and, and sleep with your ex for the last uh last time uh, if that's your wish because you you already in hospital or you're gonna be in hospital within that ten months you know your body's gonna start breaking down and things gonna start changing so you're gonna need twenty four hour care so after you sleep with the uh your ex husband or your ex boyfriend then uh, I'm gonna commit you to hospice. Because, uh, again, if you only got 10 months, then uh, you're going to need 24 hours of care. So I grant you your wish. To me, it all depends on how large is the insurance policy. You know, if the insurance policy is $30,000, no, we can't do that. You know, to all the people saying, I would let them do it. God bless you. God bless you. You're a better person than me. Hmm. You really are. If you don't take all this medicine and this <laughs> IV pole and this hospital bed out this den... <laughs> We got to have it in the living room because you can't walk upstairs. All that, get out. <laughs> but now you can raise your legs? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, the right person. You're right. You can't yeah, make it up yeah, the steps, right. but now yeah, you can yeah, raise your yeah, legs. Right. Oh, man, you better. You, um, you, you you gotta gotta the gap on now. Come on. Out of this stall, this little scooter riding up the railings right. up the steps. Hell no. And then come yeah, on, man. Man, got to be. I got a, 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 a van and the door slide over from the side and you trying to slide. Uh-uh. Hell no. <laughs> that I paid for. I'm just saying. Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> Jasmine adding her, her two sisters to make it sound right. better. No. Right. I'm just saying. Right. We keep talking like it's like because she's you got that little hole in your throat. I got to go. I want to my gun now. Shut up, dude. Uh-uh. <laughs> hell no. <laughs> You you sitting there just sounding like that lady coming. I want to have sex with my ex one more time. Uh uh-uh. uh. No. Not today. Oh baby, oh baby, oh baby. <laughs> you have to understand. I want to. Uh uh-uh, uh. Hell no. Yeah no. Uh, I ain't feel ready to do it. <laughs> you be he a better man than me if he agreed to it because I know I, I sure ain't well, no way in hell I do it. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, Derek. Well, it's stopping right now. The 410 is stopping right here. It's bust to hell. We're all on it right now. Yeah, right now. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Well, at least I got my rocks off. I don't care. Hell, I'm saying, All right. We don't be trying not to get on the bus, Jasmine. Look at her. She's I'm not no, on the bus. That's the bus to hell. I'm not on that. You're driving it. Or Udawa. Same difference. Same difference. Put your head on. You the driver. And they try to me in. Nope. Uh, all right, come here. We got uh, we got to find out what life at an HBCU is like with that boy Trey. That's coming up in about ten minutes. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. 
now it's time to find out what life at an HBCU is like with with uh, that boy Trey. What's good, y'all? This is that boy Trey. Back again with another episode of My Life on the Yard. Inside look at HBCU life. One thing I'm glad I don't have to worry about anymore is housing at the school. If you want a prime example of a hot-ass mess, look at the student housing situation at any HBCU. Because this isn't AUC exclusive at all. This stuff is happening everywhere. I was talking to some of my homeboys, right? They staying on camp again for their second year. Some of them are talking to me saying they ran out of available housing again. I don't know what it is about these schools and over-admitting students, but it goes together like flies on dookie. Like, I remember this time last year, the exact same housing situation was going on. Even during NSO, they were telling us about how we were the largest ever incoming freshman class. I knew plenty of dudes that had no choice but to stay off campus. And don't get me started on Spelman's. They be swapping these girls from dorm to dorm during their assignments, and they don't even have AC. It isn't just Atlanta either. I got friends at Howard voicing worse stuff than all that, having to put freshmen in the suites because they ran out of first year housing. I'd be damned if I'm a second year, third year student or something trying to live on campus, and a freshman got to live in the upperclassmen dorms over me because they let in too many. A lack of housing at a college is insane, my guy. The funniest part about this stuff is the schools are always complaining about lack of funds this, not enough money that, telling us how they would have to go so into their bag, it would be so expensive to accommodate the students on certain things. Man, here's a bright idea. Let's admit less students. Like, I feel like that would be the first step. They got hella bread from student tuition. Over admission gets them more bread. And then they make the students fend for themselves on housing. That stuff's ridiculous. These administrators are either short, bus slow, or old white man selfish. It's one of the two. I don't know which one. That's all I got for y'all this week. Till next time, this has been That Boy Trey. Back again with another episode of My Life on the Yard. Inside look at HBCU Life. We got the militant man, Jamal Kingsley. He's returning to expose racism hidden in our everyday lives. That's coming up on the D.L. Hughley Show. It is uh, the D.L. Hughley Show, your uh, indictment update. So they're saying that Fannie Willis will bring, um, she's going to appear before the grand jury sometime next week. They don't had barricades around the courthouse in Atlanta for about a couple of weeks now, right? Yeah. Yep. Well, she's getting a lot of death threats and, you know, just oh, people are very upset. The usual. She ain't finna stop yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. He did it. You, we heard you do it. Now you could say you don't want him to be found guilty of it. You, you could say it's not a big deal. I read something very interesting. You know that every single person testifying against him that, that Jack, uh, that Davis has, every Jack Smith has. You know every single one, eighty-four of them. How many of them are Democrats? None. Not a one. Every single one of them is a Republican, and every single one of them voted from him for him and try. And half of them will vote for him again, and they all wanted him to be president. Every single one of them. So the deep state is shallow as hell. Is what it is. <laughs> deep up in their territory. Yeah. Um, 
Coming up this hour, the militant man Jamal Kingsley is going to return to expose racism hidden in our everyday lives. Plus, we got the Hughley Hustle Home Mix. And Kyle Hughley, a.k.a. Special K, is going to drop another record on Hot Bus, uh, Short Bus Records. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. Now, please welcome the militant man Jamal Kingsley. He's here to expose racism hidden in our everyday lives. Hello, my brothers and sisters. This is Jamal Kingsley, the militant man, here to expose racism hidden in our everyday lives. Why is it when you go to the gun range to practice shooting, all the targets are black silhouettes? Hmm, no wonder it's so easy to shoot black out in the streets. You've been practicing all the time. Think about it, my brother. And why is it when you play Wheel of Fortune and you spin that wheel, why is it the black section is the one you go bankrupt on? Is our credit that bad? Soon as you land on black, you go bankrupt? Think about it, my brother. And why is it so many black people are worried about taking the COVID-19 vaccine? Oh, you scared of the vaccine. Oh, you don't trust the vaccine. But as soon as the white man puts a liquor store, a greasy fast food, or some tobacco in our neighborhood, oh, you line up at the store to get that. Think about it, my brother. This has been Jamal Kingsley, the militant man. And until next time, stay woke. And think about it, my brother. We got the Hughley Hustle Home Mix coming up next. Now it's time for What You Need to Know with Sybil Wilkes. It's Sybil Wilkes with What You Need to Know. Former President Donald Trump said he will not sign the loyalty pledge the Republican National Committee requires for candidates in order to take part in the first primary debate. The RNC has told candidates they must sign the pledge that states they support the eventual 2024 nominee in order to take part in the debate. Trump said during a Newsmax interview he would not sign it due to people being on the pledge he would not endorse. At least 25 people are dead as a massive wildfire burns out of control on Hawaii's Maui Island. Lieutenant Governor Sylvia Luke said Wednesday, hurricane force winds in the region and drought conditions have fueled this fire. The fires devastated the tourist town of Lahaina on the northwestern tip of Maui. NFL preseason action heats up this week, starting with a pair of games tonight. The Houston Texans visit the Patriots in Foxborough, followed by the Vikings and Seahawks squaring off in Seattle. Six more preseason games are on tap Friday, with another six on Saturday. I'm Sybil Wilkes. Be informed. Be empowered. Thank you, Sybil. Coming up next, we got a song for when your mom and daddy were still together. Plus, is it true love? We're going to find out on my top five. That is up in less than 15 minutes. This, of course, is the D.L. Hughley Show. It's the uh, D.L. Hughley Show, your uh, indictment, indictment update. Of- it's indictment season. So, uh, <laughs> it must be. I tell you what, one, one more indictment. This dude get a free car wash. I'm telling you. Coffee or something. He all out of state maps. God damn. I uh, have never known anybody with that many felonies. Anybody. This dude got a rape case and a felony. And 80, almost 80 felonies. Wow. Well, it'd be 80, over 80, depending on what they do in Georgia. So, yeah. but we don't know that. You don't gonna... know as many people. I know I don't. Ah, ha, ha, I'm just saying. No, I'm serious. Um, um, they might not indict him in Georgia. You don't think so? Oh, come on. I think they will. I'm kidding. You know, <laughs> come on. I'm trying to play. <laughs> Yeah, of course I do. I don't think she, but I tell you what, she likes it a lot though. She's not, she's not being as coy as Jack Smith has been. No. She said, "We ready to go. We ready to go. We, you know, we said." She's like, "I'm waiting on y'all." Crime and filter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on now. Yeah. We can go get this right now. As far as, right as I'm now. concerned. Right 
you know, so. And I'm with her. I want to go get her. Yeah. It's interesting. It is uh, very interesting the way that this thing is playing out. This is the summer of indictment. It's the, you know, we've had the summer of love, hot girl summer, and now we got indictment summer. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> had them all. <laughs> I think they're all Man. kind of different, but they all make us happy, I yeah. guess. <laughs> yeah. 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 Coming up, we got a song from When Your Mom and Daddy Were Still Together, plus my top five, a little note from the GED section, and we will cover today's top stories with what's trending on the D.O. Hughley Show. Is it true, love? We will certainly find out. Jasmine, give us five sounds, you five, five signs that you found your soulmate by Meg Butler from Madame Noir. Let's see. Uh, number five, you love everything about them. Really? Yeah. Everything? Not, awesome. Not everything. Come on. Now. Everything? I found my soulmate, and I still don't love everything about her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> everything. No. I think you got love no. more than you hate. Number four of the top five signs you found your soulmate, you have no desire to find someone else. Yeah. Or you're just lazy. Yeah. <laughs> Tired. Lazy. You don't feel like looking. Yeah. Ooh, I'm exhausted. You're it. <laughs> Live in a small town. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying it can happen. You could run out of steam. Like, you know, I'll settle with this. Don't like him, but I'll settle. Number three of the top ten, top five signs you found your soulmate. You, you're completely comfortable with each other. Talk about everything. Yeah. 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 That seems like reasonable. Really? Okay, well, number two of the like top it. five signs you mm-hmm. found your soulmate. They always know what to do. Yeah. Most of the time, yeah. Even when they shut up. Wait, hang on. We should yeah. say that. Don't Especially say that. when they shut up. That's pretty ah. <laughs> Shut up. Exactly. And the number one of the top five signs you found your soulmate, you cannot imagine living life without them. Yeah, that's fair. All right, that's going to do it for us, ladies and gentlemen. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. Your uh, indictment. Uh, update. Indictment. Uh, thank you for catching my back. I appreciate it. Uh, we thank you for tuning in today. Um, so remember that if you are in Martha's Vineyard uh, tomorrow and Saturday, I will be there. Um, come check me out if you take a notion. Also, next weekend, I'll be at the uh, next Friday and Saturday. I'll be at the Improv in Orlando, Florida. So, Jasmine Sanders, what you learn today? You know, we forgot to um, or I forgot to send out condolences to DJ Casper and his family. The creator oh, yeah, of the Cha-Cha yeah, yeah, Slide yeah. passed away. Yeah, 58 years old. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. yes Formed at yes, every I'm sorry. union, you know, reception, you name yeah. it. We did. Yeah. Backyard barbecue. Basketball Very games. Sorry. Yeah, yeah all of everywhere, that. Man. Cancer. Very so, sorry. Prayers out yeah. to family his wife definitely definitely very sorry about that skip my man Cheatham what'd you learn today I learned today that uh, Jasmine was giving us you know five top five reasons uh, to know that's your soulmate and she forgot one you know, you know they're your soulmate if they're dying in nine months and they ain't asking to knock off their ex. That's yeah. you That means they, they're a keeper. Or they don't have insurance. One of you. Then there's that. No one else. All right, on the next deal, Hughley Show, if you're not going to happy hour, no worries. We're going to bring the party straight to you with the Hughley Arts Party. Plus, we'll give you another hot new song with my day butt of the week and another episode where people get to tell me exactly what they think of me called. F-U-D-L Hughley. That is coming up on the next D.O. Hughley Show. It's the D.O. Hughley Show. We will definitely see you on the other side. Kyle, my favorite short bus operator. Pull that string. We got to go. Tout, tout. It's the D.O. Hughley Show.